there's a perception that we'll look like slackers and that it's not okay to pause. In fact, our society rewards productivity and sustainability, uh, but really in the terms of short term. So I call it the pause paradox, actually, where we, we are so driven and doing things and go, go, go and checking off our to-do list that we forget to pause. And it's actually the counterintuitive move that we think of. And what I propose is to think of pausing as an opportunity. Well, think of it as an opportunity for yourself to take a moment that can serve you. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk. Today, we've got Rachel O'Mara with us, and she's going to be talking about how to avoid burnout with the power of pause. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hello, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Absolutely. By way of introduction, Rachel is a transformation leadership and executive coach who empowers professionals to learn and build the emotional intelligence skills to thrive at work and beyond. Her book, Pause, was named one of 2017's top business books for your career and was featured in the New York Times and on the Wall Street Journal. Rachel, um, tell me what inspired, I love the title by the way, what inspired you to write the book Pause? Yeah, so I call a pause any intentional shift in behavior. So what that means is I'm able to do something different with intention. And at the time, uh, I'll share a little bit about my story. So I wasn't always a coach. I wasn't always into uh, self-awareness. I, and I actually work in sales now at Google. I was uh, in a customer support manager role and I basically burned out. And I burned out because I really, really wasn't aware of what I needed to be satisfied and feel present and, and good and as a result, my career suffered, I suffered, I lost my confidence, I felt like a failure, and I really had to take a break. So in my case, it was an extended pause, and I returned to Google in a sales capacity, but it really was because I didn't know the tools to be really aware of what I needed and take responsibility for what I wanted. So all that means is pause was my impetus for taking a time out really but again it's it's now evolved into many different types of pausing and it's an intentional shift in behavior but the book I wanted it to have a simple title that everyone could relate to and that's how it started I, I for, the original title was something like broken open or something and it wasn't necessarily conducive to a pause like thinking from a positive mindset so it became pause it shifted all right, and why is it so hard for people to pause? Why is that a challenging concept? Yeah, well, if you think about it, even you're in your own life and anyone who's listening here, if you think about pausing, what comes up for you? You know, is it like, yeah, no problem, like I'll pause. I highly doubt it. All of us who are, we're all here and driven in our own objectives and getting results, whether it's sales or in our own personal lives with our families or, or partners and pets and all of those things. So we think it's, we think there's a perception that we'll look like slackers and that it's not okay to pause. In fact, our society rewards productivity and sustainability, uh, but really in the terms of short term. So I call it the pause paradox actually, where we, we are so driven and doing things and go, go, go and checking off our to-do list that we forget to pause and it's actually the counterintuitive move that we think of. And what I propose is to think of pausing as an opportunity, well, think of it as an opportunity for yourself to take a moment that can serve you, even if it's just a breath, a conscious breath, <sighs> like that, you know, just a belly breath pause. Uh, it can also be a walk that you're going to go to anyway or brushing your teeth or something like that. But you're creating things that 
are more intentional. You're, you're aware and noticing new things. Maybe you're noticing the bubbles on your teeth and the, the, the texture of the toothpaste in a way that feels really new or different. And so we don't know it's okay to pause. We've been taught our whole lives, go, go, go. For me, you know, my, my family, we were rewarded for good grades and doing well. However, uh, it, as I learned when I did burn out after a couple of years at Google, I was doing that, but it wasn't working anymore because I'd lost sight of what I needed. And I didn't pause, I didn't take a moment to really check in and say, how's it going? What's, why isn't this working? What is, what is it that could change, that I could change? And that's why I think it's hard for all of us. And that's why we need to make it intentional. We need to make pause not a passive autopilot thing, but something that can really help us create more meaning and more results in service to our doing. And tell me about why pausing, how does this relate to field salespeople? Why, it, why is pausing so beneficial or how could it be beneficial for your, your average overloaded field salesperson? Yeah. Well, here, here to all of those field salespeople out there. And, and uh, we, I commend you for all the work that you're doing because you're in service to your vision of, of what your goals are and, and becoming all you can be. However, there, that comes at a price sometimes if we're, you know, years in and maybe we're a little, little bit ambivalent or I'm not saying this is everyone, but maybe, maybe there's like, you notice, and I'm getting into the signs now, but maybe, maybe you notice you still love what you do and now you're questioning it or wondering why you're doing it. And so when you get those signs, uh, that's, that's the first sign of having, knowing you need a pause. Again, a pause is any intentional shift in behavior. So if you're finding yourself that you're feeling a little out of alignment or you're feeling drained or stressed beyond what you thought was kind of what, what normal is for you, uh, it's just an opportunity to realign. It doesn't mean it has to be a big, massive break. I took a three-month unpaid break, and that was big. But if I'd learned these tools and done daily pauses, I might have probably saved myself from creating that longer pause that I needed, a forced pause, as, as I'll call it. So for, as, a, as a field salesperson, I think it really matters to just check in, maybe the minimum of once a week. And you could make it a, a routine, like uh, Monday morning as you start your week. How am I doing? Checking off, you know, one, a scale of one to 10. On a scale of one to 10 today, how am I doing? And then you could even um, do, do a little more digging in terms of like what area, where am I not doing well? Like, oh man, I ate, I so overate this weekend and indulged in fried chicken and that just made me feel like junk and I would probably give myself a five out of 10 on that. So, okay, well, what could I do today right now to help me align? Okay, maybe I'll eat a little better today. Um, I'm gonna I, have some I, salad. I had cheese and wine for dinner last night and that's it. Oh, that sounds yummy. <laughs> Cheese and wine for dinner. <laughs> I, was, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I can, I can relate to that. But I think, yeah, like, like it's, it's such a good, good way to think about it. Because I think people in general, you know, we have this, this mindset of like, I can't pause. I got to keep going. I got this list to do. I got 50 calls to make today. Da, 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 da. So great. But in those moments in between, it, it could just literally be a breath and ask yourself, how am I feeling? Emotions, we are salespeople, we build relationships. That is the crux of our business, whatever you're selling. And if I'm not checked into how I feel and can be in relationship with someone, my guess is I'm not, I'm not as good as I could be in the moment to be uh, at my best. So the pausing for that is a little bit of a reset in that way. Whatever works for you is the other part of that too. Yeah, this definitely resonates with me. I. Uh... You know, I, I think, you know, I, I, I like to see meaning in my own life and I'll take a pause sometimes and, and, you know, kind of, if I'm like feeling burnt out or tired, I'll, I'll like focus on, well, you know, this thing that I'm doing is really helping a lot of people and, you know, a lot of people are using this, the thing, thing that I've built. And I think that that pause and, and the ability to, you know, think about the, the meaning that is behind what I do is really helpful for me. Maybe that, maybe that would be helpful for a lot of salespeople to, to pause and think yeah. about, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a communicator communicating the value of, of this product or service to my customer or prospect so that because I know stuff about it that they don't know, I know that it will save them this much money a year or make them this much more efficient or 
if they upgrade yeah. to this better product that we've created, it'll lower their energy use by X amount. Like usually you're selling something be to, to a customer because the customer will be better off. I mean, I guess some people are selling snake oil, but most on the, on the balance that Hopefully gets flushed out <laughs> in, the, in the modern world. And most people are selling something that the world is better off, that the, the customer is better off having bought it than if they didn't buy it. And I think brief, you know, kind of focusing on, on that can be a nice pause, I think. What, mm, what would you I love that you brought up meaning, for sure. Yeah, it's, well, that's important for me. I mean, maybe, yeah, I, I think that's just kind of different for every person, right? Yeah, and, and the one I, what, I, what I'd add to that, which I, I love that you brought it up, because if we're not motivated, if we're losing that inside of it, I think it's a great question to ask yourself, what is my why? Like, why am I here for this? And yeah, we can talk about the surface level stuff, like the, the, the achievements and monetary funds. We all want to make money. There's no joke in that. But what is my deeper why? Well, I want, yeah, I want to, I want to be out there making a difference for this person or this company. Uh, the deeper hungers that we all have as humans to, to matter, to belong, to create, to, uh, to make a difference, to learn, all of these things. So when you connect to those and you know what your why is, it might just be, I want to be, I'm, I, I'm so passionate about whatever the industry is, you know, travel or, or finance. And, and, and so when you connect to that, it's actually a deeper level of your own authenticity that you bring out in your relationships. And that's what I've been learning. That's what I've been studying in emotional and social learning. And, and it's so cool because I've seen my relationships transform. I'm a better salesperson for it. But that meaning we forget about it because we're just so busy in the to-dos and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can get disconnected for it, from it. I, I kind of have a theory that the reason sales is so important is because sales is kind of the, the lubricant between all of between different organizations, you know, they're the way that one organization finds out about this thing that another organization can do, whether it's a product or a service. And so salespeople are kind of educators going out into the world and bringing value to the world and that, you know, through transactions, um, you know, both companies are better off after the transaction. And so they're effectively creating all this value because they're guiding prospects and customers down the path of a, it, it, that there is value for their organization or value for them personally if, mm -hmm. they, if they go through with the transaction. And, and so without, without salespeople to, and, and sales, then there's no, there aren't companies really. There's, you know, with that, because how do people. Oh my God. Yeah. Stuff? I, I, to I totally agree. And, and even if like you're questioning like, well, what is my meaning? I don't know. I say that's the biggest one you could start with just to say you're, you're adding value, whatever you're doing, you're adding value. You're, you're completing a transaction. You're helping someone get from A to B and that is so valuable. And it doesn't even matter what you're selling. You're, you are providing a service and you matter. And that can be the most powerful motivator and, and just pausing to remember that as a thought or maybe writing it down one day if you're journaling or something like that or just remembering it it, it, it can really change how you show up for yourself and others mm -hmm. in the field and how do you know that you need this that you need to take a pause how do you know that it's time are there signs that you that you need to take a pause yep so i do have the five five signs that i like to share about the signs you know you need a pause. And again, a pause is any intentional shift in behavior. So the first one I already mentioned, you used to love your job and now you loathe it or some flavor of that. Uh, if you're experiencing that, there's a chance that you might be overwhelmed, stressed, burned out, and you're just needing to realign a little bit. Doesn't mean you need to quit, all of that stuff. The second sign is that your boss tells you it's not working out. And that could be in other different forms. Maybe you're your own boss. So you tell yourself this isn't working out if you're feeling like, like crap. Uh, but, but the funny thing I want to share about that one is um, that was my, all these pause signs happened to me, by the way, when I was working um, in my, in my role, what I, what happened was I re, I, I assessed what my strengths were as I, as a result of knowing it wasn't a fit. And I realized my strengths were in a relationship building type business like sales. So I, so I, you know, here I am, it's nine years later from that when I, when I originally burned out and I have that knowledge to know my strengths align with what I did. And that was a key insight for me was that I just wasn't aligned with what I was doing at the time, which was really operational. It was always like a sales peripheral role, but it wasn't necessarily sales. 
and uh, I learned a ton about myself just just having that insight. So knowing it may not be a fit is is a really good sign, and that might be someone telling you, or you have a conversation with a peer, and you might just be batting out ideas, and, and you might come to that conclusion yourself. The third one is that you need a technology intervention. So think about this. You know, here we are. It's uh, the current time and environment, we're always connected to digital devices. So if you're finding that that's interrupting or, or creating disruption with your relationships or like you find yourself checking your phone at 2 a.m., 4 a.m., ongoing, I'm talking about consistent behavior, that's a great time to pause. And maybe there's some new rules that you can set up for your technology, like sleep with your phone in the, in the hallway, like me, and not in your bedroom, so you're not tempted to look, look at it. Uh, so then the fourth sign is that there's a challenge. So maybe you're faced with an unprecedented challenge, like COVID-19, or, or you've got a new job, or you've got new responsibilities, or there's a, a new child in the home, or any of those things. Like those are times to align, to reassess and align. And again, it doesn't mean a long break. This could be building it into your day, a couple, couple belly breaths, or journaling, or um, I have a bunch of different daily pauses we could talk about too. And then the last one is an opportunity. So there might be a passion project that you're excited about right now. I know I'm cooking more than I've ever cooked in my life and I am enjoying it and learning how to slice things in ways I never knew. And so there are little things like that, but I'm taking the moments to pause to just be like, wow, now I know how to make a Burmese curry. <laughs> So, so those are the five signs, and I think if you experience even one of those, as I was reading those off or, or, or sharing them, I should say, um, if there was one that really resonates, then I'd say it's time for a pause. If you have all five, like I did, then you might need a longer time period to reassess, but you can do it in continuum with other things going on, or you could take a time and dedicate it towards maybe an hour on Saturdays or three hours every night or whatever it is that works for you. It doesn't have to be a silence. It could be a risky conversation or a truth you haven't shared or uh, going outside your comfort zone, frankly. And, and let's say that you're a salespeople, a salesperson and you, you, Oh, this what you're saying resonates you're like yeah I mean, when she's talking about these signs you need to pause it feels like you're talking about me man but if you're if if that's kind of your perspective how do you start this process what's the first yeah. step that you take because it feels like this is a very yeah. customized process for for different people I think so so the first step you can take is that that list of the five signs and just being self-aware to know if you need one so if you had one of those signs come up, like, yeah, I hate my job right now. I do not like being on the road. I don't want to talk to this person. It doesn't mean that that's, you go out and quit, but it's like, okay, that might mean I need a pause, right? So I'd say the first thing to do is to start incorporating uh, daily pauses once you do know that that could serve you. And I think pausing can serve all of us. Like I said, it's, it's being in service to your doing, so you're able to... Uh, notice what is going on inside of you so you can be with others. And and uh, one of my favorite daily pauses is literally uh, called the belly breath, breath pause. If you want to go ahead and do this with me now, Steve, if you just take a hand and put it on your diaphragm or on your, on your heart, wherever you feel comfortable, uncross your legs, uncross your arms. If you're walking, you keep walking. If you're driving, you keep driving. And you can close your eyes if you're comfortable with that or capable, but just unless go ahead you're driving, and don't don't close your yeah, eyes. Yeah, don't drive. Do not do not close your eyes. <laughs> a lot driving. of our listeners listen to this us. while they're on the road in their cars, like going from meeting to meeting. <laughs> yeah, eyes open. So do not open. close your eyes. <laughs> tip, pro tip. Pro tip. So you can take a deep breath, inhaling through your nose, holding it maybe a little longer than usual. Take a little more in, and then slowly exhale. Doing your feet on the ground. I, I kept my eyes open too, taking your hand away. And, and I'll ask you, Steve, do you feel any different? Yeah, I think, I think deep breaths and breathing exercises can be very relaxing. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's half a meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an, and that's, so that's one daily pause you can do. And there's another one that I actually haven't mentioned before, but if you take your hand, and you put it maybe about six inches from your face, kind of at eye level, 
and you, you can focus on it, allow yourself to look at your palm. So if you want to go ahead and do this, if you're capable of doing it now or, or you can stop your car and do it later, <laughs> just notice the texture of your hand, maybe the color, uh, any lines, the, the, uh, the feel of it. If you're looking at it, what, is it, what does that look like for you? If you wiggle your fingers and then take a breath and blow on your palm. So you feel it on your palm like this. So you actually like feel a cool breath or whatever breath you have, maybe it's bad breath, who knows. So you go ahead and take your hand down. So does that make a difference at all? Yeah, I think it really takes your mind off of whatever you're doing and allows you to focus on this totally different thing. And the, mm -hmm. the blowing thing was definitely surprising for me because it really like made it, made it sensory. And so it's, it, it kind of takes you off of whatever you're doing and, keeps, and forces you to focus yeah. on that. Right, you mentioned a great word there, sensory. So what happens, just so I can share the, the, neuro, uh, biology, the neurophysiology behind that, so how our, how, what's going on in our brains is when we blow on our hand, we're engaging our sensory cortex, like our part of our brain which recognizes that feeling, and it takes us out of our task mode, I'll call it, and puts you into your like sensory grounded and visual perception, which is very different in terms of how your brain works. And you cannot be in both at the same time. It's actually a separate thing. So oh, actually that, that took about 30 seconds and that's a great activity. If you're about to go into a meeting or talk on the phone, if you're, if you're capable of taking either the belly breath, belly breath pause or even that hand sensory pause, the, mm -hmm. the blow on your hand palm pause, I'll call it. It's a very catchy term. Uh, then you're going <laughs> to be able to be more present. You're going to notice maybe, oh, like, I'm, my, like, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm just not sure. Maybe I'm feeling a little uh, apprehensive right now. Let me take another breath. Let me just feel my feet on the floor. And um, that's so powerful in terms of your own presence. You'll probably be able to be at a different level of engagement as you share if you, if you really give yourself that benefit of pausing intentionally first. So that's how you start, little things. Well, that, that is very cool. And I, I think everyone should try that blowing on their hand trick. That's fantastic. Uh, in, in your book, you talk about the concept of tasering. Uh, tell us what tasering is and, and how, how can it help field salespeople? Yeah. So tasering is an acronym that I, uh, that I created. If you think of a taser, like a taser stun gun, you kind of like get that visual in your mind. That of, a, of like a zap, you know, like zap your thoughts. So that's the idea is when you're feeling like you're in that mental whirlwind of like critic mind or just like what ifs and I'm not going to make my goal or like you're worrying about getting home for dinner, whatever it is that's going on, you can taser your thoughts. And so this is an acronym and each letter stands for a different thing. And so I invite you to go through this with me as an exercise. So today, whatever's happened to you, just think of one moment that's already occurred where you felt a little stressed. Maybe you had a, a negative thought, like something, something like, ah, like why did I eat that for breakfast? Like it could be super simple. The guy in traffic cut you off, right? Like these negative thoughts. So, so you have that moment in your mind. So T is taser, T, T um, is that you think of it, like you, you, you come up with it. And then A is, A is acknowledge. So, you accept and acknowledge, okay, like this happened. Like I got, I got angry, like um, it, as I tuned in, that's T actually, tuning in. I got, and then accepting is like, okay, yeah, that guy pissed me off. That guy, hope it's okay to use this, my, my language here. Uh, I hope I like wanted, to, like I just wanted to get that healthy breakfast and I didn't, um, but, I, but I'm accepting that that happened. S is shift. So, okay, if that's what happened, what would you want to be, how would you want to feel right now? And feeling is, again, really important. So it's like, I, I just want to feel happy. And I, I work with five primary emotions. These are um, a great tool. So you can could, you could name a feeling, fear, joy, sadness, anger, or hurt. Fear, joy, sadness, anger, hurt. So this is kind of like two tools in one. But you could just say like, I, like shifting, I want to feel joy. I want to feel feel more happy again. I want to, I want to feel more relaxed. Great. So E is expressing, expressing it, meaning you can name, you can say it out loud. If you're by yourself and comfortable with that, like I, I want to feel good again. 
I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay. You know, uh, you can write it down. You could say it in your mind if you're with others and you don't feel comfortable saying it. And R is really re repeat. It's repeat and just do it the next time it happens. Because this is you being more aware in the moment and then you're able to shift into what serves you much more and is more empowering as you go about your day. And so a lot of times we aren't even aware of us speaking in that critic mind to ourselves, or we just have this bubbling underneath the surface agitation or sadness or anger or whatever it is, fear. And if you allow yourself to tune in, accept, shift, express, and then repeat it again, you're giving yourself permission to shift and change your behavior. And over time that actually really can change you to be, help you be more, uh, aware to think in positive amounts as well as getting out of that negative mindset faster and that's the name of the game and that we're all wired for negativity unfortunately but that's how we survived our millions of of, um, of years and evolved so so we need to take effort to sh to shift it and then you know what happens i'll ask you what well, like how like what is different in your day when you when you actually feel more uh attuned to how you feel and like feeling good um, I, I think if uh, if you're feeling good and, and attuned, you're able to focus better. You're able to um, reduce distraction and focus on, on really what's really important. I think if you're if you're having if, if you're having ne if there's negativity or distractions, I think it, it, they can really take your mind off the keep your eye off the ball. Um, yeah. and that's. I mean, I think navigating negativity is is uh, is a big part of what you're talking about. How can how can salespeople better navigate negativity with this pause process? Yeah, I think that's such a golden ticket question. In that, there's no magic bullet, as we all know. However, the more we can intentionally shift our behavior to get out of negativity, at least to be objective. It doesn't have to be positive. I'm not I'm not promoting that. I'm not a poly, I'm not, I don't want to be Pollyanna here, but Navigating negativity to me means taking a moment to assess if I'm if I'm in my head or if I'm if I'm subjective if I'm blaming myself or if I'm or if I'm fortune telling I'm predicting the meeting will go go poorly. I don't know that. How could I bring myself back to being objective? So one of the best tools that I know to do that is to name a feeling like we just did: fear, hurt, joy, sadness, anger. And I know this is new for a lot of people. No one's really taught this. And especially as salespeople, my guess is, you know, we're not trained in this most of, the, most of us. I know I wasn't. So just naming that for myself and you, is, is a way to get out of my head and into my body. And we need that when we're in those moments of negativity because our, our minds are creatures of habit and love patterns and love to sustain what we know. So it takes extra effort and, it, and it's hard work. It's actually a courageous act to, to, to say, whoa, hold on a second and not blame yourself, but say, hmm, is that true? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to say no. And, and they said no the last 12 times, but I don't know if they're going to say no. So um, I feel fear. And so, wow, okay, well, how can I show up to just trust myself right now and to feel okay? Well, I'm going to take a couple breaths and go into this meeting knowing that I'm gonna be present and I'm gonna share what I know because I believe in what I'm creating for this person, something like that. So I think mm -hmm. that's, it's about getting out of that mindset from subjective to a negative to objective. And how do you plan for this? In, in your book, you talk about the, uh, the active pause plan. How, do you, how does a salesperson yeah. create an active pause plan? Right, so so that's a mouthful. Active sales plan, active pause plan, <laughs> but all it really means is a plan for you, and 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 it incorporates pausing. So uh, I invite all of us, if you're listening right now, to just think of one challenge you're currently experiencing, because we can do this right now. Um, it takes a couple minutes. That's it. So think of one thing, one thing that comes to mind that you'd like to shift. You may have, may, may have been on your mind all day already, right? Maybe it's better sleep. Maybe it's more dials. Maybe it's um, a conversation or a follow-up, you know, all of that. So pick one. And once you have that, you can write this down as well. Uh, then, then name, what is the 
what is your intention? Like, how do you want things to be different? What's the result? So for me, like I, I mentioned, I want better sleep. So my, uh, my intention is I want to sleep seven hours a night. And, um, and I want to feel better. I want to feel more energized. I want to eat more healthy. I don't want to, I don't want to be su like suffering on five or six hours and just going through my day, for example. And, and then once you have the intention or result, then how much time are you willing to invest in this? So for me, in the sleep example, I'll go to bed, lights out at 11.30, I've dropped at 11.30 p.m. But that means I'm starting to get ready at 11 and maybe I put my devices away at 10.30 p.m. So I'm creating boundaries for myself, by the way, when I'm doing that. So, so to recap that, it's like you pick one challenge, one thing you wanna shift, how, what's the result you want, how much time do you want to commit to it? So it might be, yeah, no phones at dinner. So that means uh, every for an hour at dinner, I'm not on my phone or at lunch, you know. Uh, and then it doesn't have to have all. You don't have to have all the details figured out. This is not about perfection. This is an experiment. So that's the best way to start a pause plan. And you could put it on a post-it note. Uh, and then the best way we know and goals get uh, have, have like a 30% more success rate is if we tell someone about our goal. So think of that like a goal. Your pause is active, like you're working towards this, but it's also an intentional shift in behavior. So it's sharing it with someone as an accountability buddy or a family member or, or, or like a partner or whatever works for you, I think is one of the most powerful ways we can make sure we follow through. We, we might have the best intentions, but it, it never hurts to get more support. Absolutely. And um, it, can you plan to do this on a daily basis? Like if, if you, this, this seems like a, a habit yeah. that you can kind of form. Yeah. In my case, and I, I, what I would say is the daily pauses. So those belly breath pauses or the blow on your palm pause, or if you brush your teeth with the opposite uh, hand and notice like just what's going on in the moment those are the practice to do daily because that's when new thoughts arise you get out of the to-do list in your head you start activating your, your thinking brain the prefrontal cortex you get more excited and vision and visioning and creativity happens that is what I would say daily but I would say a, a daily uh, the, the pause plan you could do that weekly you could do one a week I would recommend starting out with one and the idea isn't to overwhelm yourself with more to do. So do what works for you is kind of what I come back to. And if you have a sales team, like if you're got people who are working with you or under you as in your, in your, in your leadership, it's a great activity to bring up and just say like, what is it that you're working on? What are you intentionally shifting this week? And that's a great way to connect in community to boost rapport and to build relationships that are a support team for each other within your team so you can go out there and just check in on each other or you can come up and have this be more of a an overall effort to choose to be different in the ways that might help you be more present and really more effective as a field salesperson. All right. And what if this is a longer term thing? What if you were someone who took a week or a month or like you did, you know, the, the three month pause? Um, what are your tips to you know, it, it, I've, I've had employees that over, over the years that needed to do something like that. Um, how do you, when they come back or when a person, when a salesperson comes back to their job, what are some things they can think about to change um, mm -hmm. once they return back to work or back to their role that they can make, they can keep from becoming burnt out again in the future and they can make their lives better um, after this pause? Yeah. That's great. Well, and I, and what comes up for me is, you know, think of it the last time you went on a holiday or a vacation where you really disconnected from your work and maybe you weren't disconnected, but in general, maybe you felt more refreshed, right? So that's what we're going for with a pause. If it's more than a couple, you know, more than, a, more than even a, a couple hours. And so I invite you to think about what you did that last time to create that for yourself. And, and what I think it is, it comes down to a few things. And when you do return, you know, no matter no matter what when well, no matter what happened and what you did, I call it the keeping your pause mindset. Like you, it's almost as if you didn't stop being on pause, but you came back and now you're fully functioning in your in your work. But you can continue that mindset. And I think the first one is 
uh, as we, when we are on vacation or in a new place, we notice new things. We're more curious. And so that's what's called the growth mindset with Carol Dweck's work. So allow yourself to be curious and just say like, well, what am, what am I noticing? And if, if you're finding yourself in negative thoughts, again, you can be more objective and say, like, what am I feeling? Um, oh, I'm just sad because I'm back at work. Oh, okay. Well, um, what else am I noticing? Oh, I haven't talked to this guy in a long time. So follow your, your hungers to engage if you're noticing like an urge to talk to somebody or to share something or to write to someone, email, connect. Um, cause that's the aliveness that you can harness. And I think when we're on a pause, we really get a chance to access that in new ways that may have been kind of glossed over when we're in those moments of being busy, we don't, we forget. So when you come back, it's, it's about following your instincts of being curious, noticing new things, and then you, and then allowing that aliveness to bubble up. So, you know, don't shut yourself down. If you're feeling like, oh, I'll do that later. Do give yourself the permission to give someone a call. I mean, that's what we're doing in, in, I think, in the world of sales is building relationships, building rapport, even if it's someone you haven't done business with in a million years. Um, I think when we allow ourselves to be present and then to communicate authentically is the second part of that. So it's not about going back to old ways. It's about what's working for you now. In most cases, and at least in my case, I was out of alignment with what really mattered to me. I wasn't present. I didn't, I was blaming other people for what happened to me. And now I was taking responsibility and just enjoying the moment with others. I was very present and I learned that, but it didn't come easy. So I think that's, that's my message is, is uh, being able to allow yourself to keep that mindset. Growth mindset is so important. And knowing that you can create that being curious and just like following that to drive your satisfaction. And you'll probably know that, notice that overall, maybe you feel more satisfied and you're doing better in sales as you engage more deeply and access that. Because when you, when you set the example, it's kind of like emotional contagion. Like other people might be mirroring you and also feel more alive and engaged. And like, wow, like I love that you're back now. You're so, you're so like full of what you want to do next and excited. And man, I want to be excited too. Like maybe I will, you know, have that effect, that ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and one thing that jumped out at me when you were just talking right there was that this can actually help you with it's you know this is super relevant for salespeople. Obviously, this can help you build your rapport with uh, other people like your customers. So, you know, it feels like a practice around pausing and mental health and 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 everything you're talking about here could really be helpful in your actual relationships with your with your customers and, and prospects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You got it. Um, so, uh, I guess next section, I'd like to jump into sales in 60 seconds. Quick question, quick answer. Um, first question, what can hold people back from pausing? Yeah, uh, I think it's what we talked about. The fear of being out of your comfort zone and thinking that you got to jump into the next thing. If you actually slow if you actually pause to understand what you need you might change your mind and so it's the fear of pausing the fear of of intentionally shifting your behavior it's probably fear that holds people back from most things they want to do in life right yep exactly um what are some uh things to avoid or don'ts when uh, when taking a pause i think so in all i think Pausing is an experiment. So in general, you can't fail when you experiment, right? There's, there's that famous saying, experiments never fail. So the only thing I would say is don't do the same thing you've always done. Like, like I, would, I would say, try something different. Be curious. Uh, if you've got a passion project, clearly you love that, it brings you joy, then do that. But maybe it's a different way you go about it uh, and you allow yourself to be really present for it or something. So I don't think there's a lot of don'ts. I think it's more about what is driving you to follow your curiosity in that moment to pause and align? Are there any tools that you'd recommend for, for salespeople who are, who are about to take a time to pause? I think the first step is that the, the tool of, of you know, looking at why it's important now for a pause. Why, why now do you wanna build this into your day? 
right? Why do you think belly breath pausing would serve you? That's a type of introspection um, that we don't give ourselves time for. That's a pause in itself, by the way, when you give yourself the two moments to say, what's going on here? So I think that's the, that's a great tool. He's just saying, well, why now? What, like, like, what, like, and again, I'm going back to curiosity again. And then incorporating maybe one daily pause a day that matters for you. It could be um, mindful three bites as you taste a meal and really digging into the taste and like noticing how it tastes and the texture and the smell and that can be a pause. So all of that, I think, is a great tool. Daily pauses once a day. Um. Yeah, my, my, my daily pause is, is drinking something at night, and I just really smell that wine before I drink it. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. There you go. Yeah, like you're in the moment with your wine and like tasting the cherries and listening. Like, yeah, it, it, it can put it to a whole nother level. And then all of a sudden, you're just not thinking about anything else. It's, it's really incredible. Well, and so people have context here. It's uh, it's the beginning of May 2020. If uh, if you're listening to this in 2022 or something, it's uh, just kind of the the early days of the whole of the whole COVID situation. And so we're we're, we're locked down at home. So uh, wine drinking is a Our, is, is a is a full contact sport these days. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And we need that we need that connection to to ourselves. Um. So. Uh, what are some uh, daily habits that a salesperson can kind of implement that will help them pause or when they're pausing? Yeah, so I think there's a, some really good ones um, for salespeople. And I, I don't know about you, but I keep a to-do list on my, uh, on my desk. I actually write it down on physical paper. To me, when I look at that, I really assess what is on my plate for the day and that's a pause. Like I'm allowing myself some space and creating the space to take in what is happening. And if you're already doing that, congrats. That's an awesome way to start. Uh, and, and, and then I think having a morning routine, maybe, you know, it's going to be different for all of us, but I know research shows that when those who have a morning routine, which might be like two minutes of journaling, maybe there's exercise, uh, there could be mindfulness or meditation, uh, when there's a ritual and routine there, we are, we actually are more successful. Our, our productivity goes up, we feel more motivated and we're more efficient. And do you recommend any movies or blogs or any other type of material books for a, a salesperson who is, uh, thinking about or actually taking time to pause? Yeah. Movies. I would, I hadn't thought of that, but, um, there is one that I think is cool as a, um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, Dan Millman's The Way of the Peaceful Warrior movie. So it's not about sales, but it's about someone who, and it's got like Nick Nolte in it. It's good. Uh, and it's a, it's a journey of, of a, and it's a true story of his gymnastic career and how he learned how to be present and what that does for him. It's just well done. It's a, and then and there's a book by the same name, but I would recommend the movie. And then the other one I want to recommend uh, I know Daniel Pink uh, is probably uh, someone many people might know of on your podcast, but he talks about the new ABCs of selling in his book, To Sell as Human. I don't know if, if you know what those are, but it really spoke to me because, you know, we think of uh, the other movie <laughs> and Alec Baldwin with, with yeah. Always Be Closing, but instead our very wise Daniel Pink, who's I think a great, um, he's someone I follow, I get his emails. I, uh, I've read his, I haven't read his books, but I've read his blogs and excerpts. So uh, the ABCs that he talks about right now that we all could use is attunement, buoyancy, and clarity. So attunement meaning like being in relationship with someone. Buoyancy is like your flexibility or your agileness, what, what could be different. And clarity, like what is it really to you and being very clear on your, on your objectives or what you want to get out of something. And I think that's so powerful. And I think pausing is in service to all of those. If you are pausing just to write those down or thinking of those, I recommend to sell as human because he talks about how we are all selling all the time. And who isn't, right? We're in the profession, so we know it a little better, but man, we're all selling all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, those, I think Daniel Pink's ABCs have very little to do with uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Dif different direction mm -hmm. they're going there. The um, yep, yep. <laughs> what would you say your top piece of advice is for uh, for our listeners? Yeah, I think um, I think 
from our pers from my perspective, sales can be really hard. Meaning, like you know, you get like you, it's your job to always be on the front lines, and and whether you're inside sales or field sales or anything, like your job is to build relationships, and people buy from people. And so, the top advice I have is, it like all of these are skills. Our human relationship skills are way under undervalued and underutilized in our field. I know we are all you know working on those things, but what if we all chose to um, really just be intentional more more often? You know, what would that mean for you and sales and things like that? And and uh, I think that you know just giving yourself the permission to know it's okay to pause is like you're light years ahead of <laughs> most folks because we're getting there uh, because we cannot continue to keep going at this rate where burnout's at an all-time high and um, it's 160 million dollars in the u.s uh, healthcare market for effects from overwhelm and stress like health like diabetes and high cholesterol like there are things that we are all we are all not it's not working anymore so giving yourself that permission to know it's okay to pause really matters. And, uh, and one thing I wanna share is that I have a, I have a free gift that is a, basically a blueprint on the three keys to stay out of overwhelm that I'd love to invite everyone into to um, learn a little more. So we've talked about a bunch of it today, but it talks more specifically about burnout and, and overwhelm. And, uh, and that's on my website, rachelomera.com. And I invite you to, to go grab it. It's called Three Keys to Get Out of Overwhelm. All right. Well, fantastic. We appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to attempt to summarize everything you've taught us today. Oh, um, gosh. That's a for, big task. For all the, all the people that are driving around, it's good for them to hear it twice, you know? Yeah. Um, so a pause is an intentional shift in behavior. The pause paradox is that we focus too much on our list to, of to-dos to actually take a break and pause. Um, think of pausing as an opportunity for ourselves to take a breath. If you start feeling drained, out of alignment, or anything like that, these are signs that you could benefit from a pause. The five signs that you know you need to take a pause is, are one, you, you used to love your job and now you hate it. Two, your boss tells you that it's not working out. Three, disruption in your life with too much technology. Uh, four, there's a huge challenge in front of you that, uh, that just seems too big to overcome and you're just overwhelmed by it. Five, uh, there's, there's a huge opportunity that, that you need to pause before you attack. Um, if you notice any of these signs, uh, it's a good time to think about taking a pause. You can also take, you can do, pauses can mean different things. You can, you can do a daily pause where you just stop for you know, 30 seconds and do belly breaths or, or the hand sensory exercise that Rachel just taught us. You can, just try doing one of these exercises between a big sales meeting or when you're about to leave the car and go into a meeting or when you're getting back to the back into the car uh, to, to relax after a meeting, but try to think about getting yourself into a good alignment and, and that's going to actually help you better engage with, with your sales prospects. So if you are feeling like you're stressed or in a mental whirlwind and just overwhelmed, you can try a strategy that Rachel taught us called tasering. So T, tune in, think of what happened. A, acknowledge what happened. S, shift, <laughs> uh, shift and think of uh, how you want to feel right now. E, express what you feel either out loud or try writing it down. And R, um, you can just repeat this and, and, and solidify it and, and, and uh, just go through this process a couple times. And that, that going through that exercise can, can really help you de-stress. You can also create an active pause plan. You can think of one thing that's in your mind that you would wanna shift. Uh, think about what the results that you wanna achieve when you shift this. 
uh, think about how much time are you going to be willing to, to give to this goal. And you can tell someone, make sure you tell someone about your plan and that will help you stick to your plan. Keep a pause mindset once you're back from a pause. Allow yourself to be curious, notice new things, and be present and communicate effectively. So kind of take the lessons that you learned from your pause once you're back from it. it. Really, really some awesome messages here, Rachel. Where can listeners read more about your work? Where can they reach out to you? You, you mentioned uh, rachelomira.com already, but what, what else what would you, what would you recommend to yeah. people that want to learn more about this? Yeah, I would say I also have a podcast. And, and if you're interested in pausing more often, uh, join me on my podcast. It's called The Pausecast. So one <laughs> word, Pausecast. It's on all our regular channels. And I do an episode a month. So it's not too much, but I, have, I feature individuals who I think are thought leaders in this type of work and being more self-aware and neuroscience and emotional intelligence. And I also... Uh, Sometimes I'm on there solo, just sharing more about what we do in the world of pausing and, and, and why that matters so much. So feel free to check that out, the podcast, and grab my gift, which is the, the, the blueprint, three keys to thriving at work. So you'll find that out on my website, and you can check out the TEDx talks there if you're working on helping yourself get out of burnout or feeling like you're on that path as well. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. This has been a, a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you can think of any sales reps or sales managers that would benefit from learning about pausing and the skills that Rachel's taught us today, feel free to forward this, this podcast of hers on to them. Um, and uh, take care until next time, everybody.